we open up on a beautiful day with sun hanging in the sky, not a cloud in sight, and a gentle breeze that cools the skin just enough. Calm. Joyce and Andrew Koenig knew that the sea could be treacherous, but some days it could be bliss. The siblings worked the boat just as their parents had and their parents' parents before them. They work and they toil, and with an honest day's work behind them, they prep for their final evening before heading back to shore. Andrew opens up one of his last beers that he has on the boat. He stands near the railing looking out on the ocean. The sun is nearly down and the moon is soon to follow. The sound of Joyce's oldie station flowing through the speakers below deck rolls out over the same waves that Andrew finds himself fixated on. The glow of the sun finally sinks below the horizon. For a moment, there is darkness. Then, the glow in the water that should have left with the sun begins to return. The boat creaks. The sound of metal straining. Joyce pokes her head up onto the deck to see what's going on as the boat suddenly lurches. The glow in the water grows brighter. Andrew, trying to maintain his balance, reaches for a life jacket. What was once a light breeze now feels like a gale-force wind, despite no clouds or storm overhead. The waves, however, tell a different tale. The boat groans as if under a tremendous pressure. The engine is off and the anchor is set, but the boat is still turning. The siblings look towards the back of the ship just as it begins to dip. As the glow gets brighter, it illuminates more of the sea around them. The pair begins a desperate scramble to get the boat moving, but to no avail. The boat isn't just turning. It's beginning to spiral as the whirlpool around them grows larger and larger until the screams of the Koenig twins and their family boat are swallowed whole. It's time for the cold open. That's right. Grip it and rip it, baby. <laughs> Myth Takes <laughs> is back. <laughs> That's a cold Ooh. open. Uh, all right. Well, hey, welcome back to Myth Takes. I'm glad that we're back. It feels so good to see faces and hear voices and to be back into the swing of things as we create a world that is dangerous and intriguing for all of us and for all of you. So let's say hello. I'm going to go, for me, kind of like clockwise order of, of folks. Uh, let's talk to the folks that are going to be in this arc. Let's say, like, I'll say hello to you and then just remind us, like, who your character is and just, like, what character type they are. Um, Alex, how you doing? I am Alex. I'm a prof- the professional. Was there anything else you wanted? In uh, what's, your, um, what's your favorite movie? 
Uh, you, you know, that's an interesting question because I'm not really a fan of movies just for variety oh, of reasons. Well, let me go into this really long diatribe about sure. why I'm not really a fan. Of- All right. Well, while you're thinking on that, <laughs> no, uh, Sam, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm I'm mundane. I'm I am just I'm just a high school kid. And you're name, TJ, you mean name of name of TJ, yeah. name of TJ <laughs> Sanderson, the classic guy. Because Sam himself is not mundane. Sam is 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 wonderful. Oh, not that TJ is well, not wonderful, you. but like, you know, I'm just saying I would not use mundane <laughs> to describe Sam, uh, a award winning uh, game journalist. Ooh, you said it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And speaking of appreciation, I was going to say, speaking of mundane, and I was going <laughs> to... No, 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 not... No, 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 never, never. Maybe Stephanie. maybe for Alex. Stephanie, how you doing? Well, I was so excited. You were so sweet. And then it got cut off, and you're saying appreciation to me, but I guess I'm doing okay. No, I'm fine. I'm hanging in there. Um, And I am Natalie, and I am the spooky, and that's as scary as she is. Uh, So how's everyone's... <laughs> like, uh, like how's spirit everyone's Halloween spooky, or like... Going? Oh, sorry, Alex. I didn't, didn't mean to cut you off. My bad. Oh, I, I was gonna say like Spirit Halloween, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Every or I'm like... I show up at um, the local abandoned uh, Toys R Us building every oh. uh, six, seven months. Every, sure. Uh, and I stay there for like three or four. But yeah. <laughs> How's everyone's um, pandemic uh, anniversary doing? The anniversary. Yeah, your anniversary. It's pretty good. What what the first anniversary is the paper anniversary, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so yeah. So so paper yeah. mask. Yeah. I was sense. gonna say yeah. I, I yep. Yep. There. The sound is me ripping up nice, tissues. Nice folder. Paper. There. Okay. Woo. Well, now that we've uh, done the tradition of like of like a very stumbly <laughs> intro, uh, off topic, very cold yeah. open. Yeah, that I will definitely have to sift through and edit down. That's why I got a blanket. It'll go from five minutes to two. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about missions. Let's talk about our characters. It's been some time. Um, The last time we really saw any of our heroes, uh, we had just had a situation out in Washington where we had come across uh, a vampire and some... (sighs) Yeah. Uh, normal humans who actually were kind of the monster all along, almost kind of Scooby Doo like, but not nearly as endearing. <laughs> it's like almost like real life. Oh. Yeah. Um. So you know that was sort of the last time that we saw heroes like in media res. Um. But truth be told, that was uh, almost one of the last times there was a like large emergency. One of the issues that we've seen throughout this series has been portals opening and kind of larger threats, you know, crossing over into uh, the everyday life of, you know, Americans. And, um, you know, that's how sort of American media works, right? Usually it's not really a global threat. It's really just an American threat. But, you know, that will, we, you know that's all we have time for to get into we that. We are so, the world. Um yeah, so, sorry, so basically, you know, we, we keep seeing these things happen, and then after the situation out in Washington, things got weirdly quiet. As always, our heroes found themselves going on other types of missions to take care of smaller threats or, you know, maybe rumors that they had heard through the grapevine or on the internet, but usually nothing huge. A lot of things that are 
hoaxes, things that people think might be a chupacabra, but it just turns out it's some local teens getting into some late night hijinks or, <laughs> you know, a, you know, Mothman, but it turns out it's just a guy has bats in his attic. Things what like that. What the heck? Teenagers pulling a chupacabra? Like, what are they do? How are they... I'm, that Is concerns that gonna be a one me. shot? That concerns me. Not like it's an actual, like, there are goats with missing blood. Like, it's like, you know, when teenagers are like, I looked it up on the internet, and oh, I'm pretty sure it's a the chupacabra. teenagers are, lo- oh, I thought you were you saying know. the teenagers were behind it. It was like, where is your mother? To quote a very famous <laughs> No, I mean more of like, it's like people who don't even have goats are just like, our town's being terrorized. It's got to be a chupacabra. And this one's like, it's graffiti. <laughs> there, I don't think there it's- There are no goats. There are no goats anywhere in this town. It's got to be a chupacabra. <laughs> exactly. So we haven't that's had goats in this town. There are no goat farmers. In. There were never any goat farmers away. in this town. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of things like that. There are a few, you know, real threats. Um, TJ. Yeah. What was a mission- that really hit you in a way where you were struggling because you had you really wanted to be on that mission and yet you knew that if it didn't get wrapped up soon you were going to miss the next big game oh sure yeah so so there were there were probably a lot that i uh that i volunteered for um you know if 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 you remember uh, TJ had been having a bit, um, you know, right before things cooled down, he was having a bit of a, a character, well, like a like a late high school character thing of like, you know, big fish in a small f- pond becoming a small fish in an infinitesimally large pond. Um, so, so TJ was probably snapping up missions left and right uh, to try and do things more or less alone, um, to try and feel, feel important and special and stuff. And there was one, um, uh, it was, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, uh, shit. Our Twitter account just got banned. There it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Memphis, Tennessee, uh, mystery spot. Um, there were a lot of like, people were calling them aberrations. People were going in and, and coming out and there was like lost time. Like they would come out a week later. Mm. Um, people would come in and come out and like their hair color would change. Um, so TJ, like it wasn't anything super serious. So, so it was just a one person job that, that, you know, TJ just, uh, went over himself because there wasn't any real danger, um, but made him feel good to to do a thing himself. Um, and ended up ended up really just being the owner of the mystery spot. Uh, he was he was like he was ready to like hustle his bustle, and there was there was like a two week period between uh, between like starting that job and homecoming and you know no one was really sure how long it would take tj had to get back for practice things like that um it turned out it was just a like a low level witch running the mystery spot just kind of a little bit (laughs) getting a little bit too um too into it you know (laughs) um so all it took really it was it was like 
one afternoon, uh, they went out for like burgers and just talked about it. And TJ was like, okay, you can keep the money. Um, but like, you got, you got to fix it. You got to fix it. This isn't a good business decision <laughs> or at the very least, at the very least put a sign up. Um, so that's, they, they ended up, that's what they ended up doing. The witch ended up putting a sign up uh, and like, now you have to sign a waiver, but, uh, Business has been sure. booming at the Memphis Mystery Spot ever since. Nice. Natalie, you've been going on missions for quite some time now. Yes. And a lot of it has been sort of an escape from Boston and from Massachusetts, rather. Um, it's to sort of Right. To get away <laughs> from... I accidentally said Boston when I meant to say Massachusetts. I very frequently think... <laughs> Boston is the state because it's like the only thing you really tend to hear about from that state. Um, Boston. So that's embarrassing. But no, so you know, you're you're you've been trying to kind of avoid um some of the revelations uh and things that you've found out about yourself and about, you know, your kind and you know, a little bit of your history. Love it. It's a blast. Great. Um so you've been kind of going on on those, you know, missions to sort of get away from things. My question for you though is is when you're doing all these missions, there's really only one person who seems to notice when you're gone, right? Because you keep a pretty low profile. How do you explain to Terry where you go all the time? Well, so Natalie has commitment issues, not like she likes Terry, but she's too scared to put a label on anything because she's scared that if she does, then it's just immediately going to like fall apart right away. But they're definitely dating. So, oh my God, it's canon. Oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> but she's too scared to say that like, that's my boyfriend or whatever. It's like, this is, um, this is my chum. Um, so she explains This is my Terry. It. Yep. <laughs> and to him, he's like, makes total sense. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause he's just All like, right. how? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't know, but she's like, hey, he makes me happy. Isn't that really what matters? Um, So um, she always feels really bad about lying, but at the end of the day, she wants to keep him safe. So um, she uh, tells him that she is going to a lot of different library conventions around the country, and she's looking into possibly getting her doctorate. Um, because she did get her master's in library science. So she's just trying to find the best program for her. And so she's saying like, oh, well, I've been invited to all these different tours and I just want to make sure I give every place an equal opportunity. And they're really nice and they are paying for all my expenses. So that's why I'm still able to afford living in my apartment and also taking time off from work. Yay. Terry, Terry hears all that and he's just always like, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, makes sense to me, you know, um, it not like he's not a very smart man. I mean, like he's clever, but he's not very smart. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, not a smart man, but I know what love is. He's like, listen, Name that I movie. may not know what a library is, but I know what love is. All right. And it's a meatball sandwich on a Sunday evening in the summertime. It's lovely. You know, anyway. No. So, uh, OK. And then. One last question, though, for you about Natalie and sort of her, you know, sort of steez here during these moments. Um, when she goes on these trips or even in between trips, um, 
what has she been doing about like her heritage and like what it means to be a witch? Um, well, she's just trying to practice to make sure she has a good sense of control of her powers because she's just remembering everything her grandpa taught her. And since she's kind of joined uh, this organization, things have been a little bit better. But she does feel this sort of like there's there's like something deep down inside her that is just really trying to come on out. And she's holding it back a lot. Um, and she's just not sure if she can hold it back for much longer, but she also doesn't want to say anything because, you know, they had the mission where they were fighting the witches and she's like, Hey y'all, that's me. Uh, but not really. Uh, and, um, she doesn't want, uh, what she is to be a part of how she like just ends because she knows what her, you know, she knows what she is and she knows the sort of like thoughts, impressions and stereotypes that go around it. Um, but she, it's like, she's, she's kind of like running away from something, uh, and she can't quite remember what it is, but she knows that there's something really deep and dark and she can't tell anyone about it. She hasn't even said anything to Terry, uh, not, um, Hank, anybody. It's just, she is doing that very super healthy thing of just bottling it bottling up, it up. and yeah. hopefully nobody shakes it and it explodes. So we'll see what happens, folks. I mean, I don't see the issue with that. Like, the, I don't. I, I feel like there was a joke there about it being unhealthy, but like that's. I mean, we I all do, do it, so. right? Yeah, I mean, like I've been. I'm fine, right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, okay. no, um, now, Buck. Yes. Uh, I want you to tell me. Mm -hmm. Um. So okay, so Hank and Buck have worked together for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um. There was about maybe somewhere between five and 10 years. We never really fully stated it, but um, there's a lot of sort of ambiguousness, kind of like in most media, because, you know, as years actually passed in real life, you know, you're trying to make sure that things kind of keep up, but yep. without it really moving forward, you know? So there was a, a time that we'll say where they did not work together, where their old uh, branch of the government and their old sort of like secret society type, you know, bl uh, like black site, uh, mm -hmm. was no longer working and, you know, you returned to the FBI um, before running into Hank again. Um, and we'll, I think we're going to do that like as a one shot at some sure. point. Um, I wanted to make it a full arc, but just for the sake of time, I think we're going to do that. But anyway, um, so, you know, you didn't work with him for a while and then you came back um, somewhat reluctantly, but you're not as young as you were when you were first in the field. Mm-hmm both in the FBI for the first time, then when you were in, you know, the sort of secret, like in a, you know, I'm fighting cryptids life and then back with the FBI. Now you're fighting cryptids again. You're, you're getting up there, man. Yeah. Um, tell me about a mission where that took you kind of by surprise, you know, like you thought, yeah. Oh, this thing leaped over that thing. I can too. And it just, it didn't go well. I mean, it, it, it for Buck, it seems like probably the biggest thing has just been his memory. You know, he, you know, in the past, he had a pretty solid, like, mental log of, like, okay, so, like, there was this mission where this happened, this mission where this happened. Oh, he remembers there was this really weird cryptid. But it was really after this one particular mission where it, it, it was a situation in a suburban town and there were people and children going missing. And he met up with an old friend and a contact of theirs. And it, it, it was, 
he, he remembers a, a little bit of it because there was some weird an- anachronistic stuff going on with like a microwave and whatever. Sure. And he, he specifically remembered like remembered like getting pretty far into the mission, chasing some solid leads, tearing up some ice cream trucks, chasing dudes with some pretty stiff legs. But then everything after that got like pretty foggy. So they got in, they got into this house that really seemed like it was the home base and gone. He remembers specifically like taking charge, getting into the building and then just everything after that's just, yeah, it's all just like just static. So it's, so probably the biggest, like, can can I ask you a question about that actually? Yeah. Yeah. Has Buck experienced this since? Uh, since, I mean, he's, he has a pretty, like, pretty solid memory of, like, things that happened before this incident, but it seems like since then he's just had trouble, like, like, remembering missions that were, like, so, like, things that happened before, then this big one. After that, like, he's had trouble kind of just, like, keeping the pieces of them all together. Like, within Mm -hmm. a mission itself, he he's pretty good at like at piecing things together still. But then after it, after the mission is done, after he's done his report, after it's all said and done, he's just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of like just leaves. So sure. Um, And the last question that I have for you is um, when was the last time Buck woke up in the morning and was kind of like, I don't remember getting back to the bunker. Um, you know, there was this one particular mission where it was a situation in a suburban town. Okay. I, I'm not okay. Gonna go okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like, you know, and in, in all seriousness, you know, you can sort of dictate this, this part of it. You know, sure. do you, do you have any, do you think that that sort of issue has arisen since then? Or was that the last time that it happened? I think it's, it's come up every now and then. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not as as strong as it was the first time, but there will be a couple points where it's like he will wake up the next day after a mission, and he won't remember like key details. So not like you know you're driving down the road and then you forget how you got to where you were, but it's more God, like yeah. long drives. Yeah, yeah it, it's a scary fucking thing. Um, but he'll forget like maybe who he went on the mission with or like mm. how he, or, or just like the steps. To, sure. Yeah. So it's, it's not as bad as it, as it was at that one point, but he is noticing that it is happening more and more. Sure. Okay. So. Um, thank you for kind of catching us up a little bit here for all of you. Uh, it has been about since like the initial, like first moments that we've met these heroes in media res. Um, it has been, about uh, a little over a year and a half. Um, TJ, I'll let you sort of, or Sam rather, I will let you sort of dictate part of my next statement, which is Mm -hmm. for you, would you rather us kind of catch up with the heroes before or right after you graduate high school? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Why don't we do it before? Why don't we do, uh, why don't we, why don't we do it before? Uh, we'll have okay. TJ on like senior week or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is this is not that far out from from graduation. Um, this is uh, I don't know, like let's just say two or three weeks. Um, 
Nah, maybe a little bit before, but like maybe like more more like spring breakish. I think probably makes a comfortable amount of time spring before break. before the graduation for us to kind of wrestle with some stuff. Um, so you know you're on break, you're on vacation. You know you've got some time, uh, and you know you're in the bunker as you frequently kind of find yourself. Um, all three of you really, and uh, Hank is been finding you've been finding hank more and more often uh in his office and usually with like the door closed uh not as frequently with it like wide open for people to just walk in he's not as frequently like in the kitchen mm-hmm. um and it's also weird that you know you will sometimes see him most of the time that you see him outside of like a mission debriefing or or anything like that he'll sometimes still be in that room where like the radar is where you would see portals opening and he is just sort of muttering to himself um there's not been a large portal opening in almost a year uh it's been very quiet and that makes him nervous because things were ramping up they were getting faster and faster there were more you know true blue moments of like missions of like actual danger and peril and then for the last nine months or so it's just been a lot of hoaxes. It's been a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, I can just send TJ to do this one on his own. Like, we don't need a full team. Like, this is next to nothing. I can send Just Buck. I can send, you know, Allie, and maybe I'll send, you know, Garth, you know, with her because Garth would like to sort of witness this thing, but I'm pretty sure it's not real. But I'll give him a shot, you know, just to <laughs> be there. But I don't want him to be alone. Um, things like that. Um, and... So, you know, you find yourself, it's uh, Monday afternoon, uh, you're sort of minding your own business, and suddenly the alarm that uh, that you would hear in the bunker, not like, you know, we're under attack, but just like the kind of quieter alarm of like, there's something on the radar, if you're in the bunker, meet in, the, in this room, right? Uh, so three of you make your way there, and Hank is there, and he says... Um, it's been a while, uh, but uh, we actually, I think we have something here. I, I can't tell if this is a portal or what. There is something happening uh, not too far uh, off of the shore, and it's uh, it's underwater, so I can't tell what the origin is. Um, but uh, sorry, I, I just realized y'all three can swim, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I if forget. Needed, there's some way I could try to put a force field around us to help us breathe. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, hey, you know, you ever seen that uh, that movie? Movie Iron Man. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like that, but also kind of not at all. Uh, suit up, and he throws three wetsuits at you, um, and uh, points to a sidewall, and he says. Uh, after you suit, you, after you suit up, I'll, you know, I'll walk you through the equipment that you need. Um, meet back here in, I don't know, 10 minutes. Wait, question. Walks out. Oh yeah. Question before you leave. Uh, is, is that the, like the man sized dude with, with the red armor or, or the giant rusty thing? That's the iron giant. Oh, remember okay. the iron man was, uh, the Robert Downey Jr. And the iron giant was Superman. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. right, he walks out. <laughs> Um, so you all have 10 minutes to sort of 
gear up and uh there's been like almost no explanation just sort of haphazardly you know equipment thrown at you and just sort of told get going kind of thing uh what do you do i'm getting changed and uh natalie's kind of excited because she she loves to swim but she's also like uh like even though i like where we're going that doesn't make me feel any safer so it'll be nice to be around the water but also it's not going to be nice to be around the water <laughs> uh yeah tj tj's getting changed yeah yeah i mean uh buck is also getting changed but he's a little concerned because he hasn't hasn't seen hank act like this in a while like there's it, it, it it's been a trend with hank being kind of closed off he's seen buck has seen it in the past it's Men. just also, yeah, yeah I mean, just, Men. I mean, also, yeah, I mean, that too. But it's, I don't know. Buck is just con- is kind of concerned, but he's also it's kind of tempered because he's seen it before. So, um, and then since this is sort of like, uh, I mean, you know, even though he threw the, the like sort of like wetsuit stuff like at you, right? It's still like technically stuff that would have been designed for you, and you know, like with your aesthetic uh, in mind. So kind of mini, not necessarily shopping montage, but uh, Buck, what does your wetsuit look like? Like what color is it? You know, is it like the three quarter length arms? Is it the full length arms? You know, like what are we what are we looking at? So Buck isn't really a flashy kind of guy. If anything, he would want something that's more th- that would help him more like either fit in or be subtle, right? So I guess in this case, it would be more of like a full body wetsuit and it would be completely transparent. Okay, so billabong. Okay, gotcha. No, I'm not. No, probably like still full body, but also just probably full black. Okay. Uh, Natalie? So um, it's also full body. It is black and it has um, sort of like her favorite flannel, that sort of teal-ish green color like just sort of um on the sides there sort of like decals or whatever mm-hmm. and um there is like special sort of space around her neck so um so i can cover her uh choker because she never takes it off so right. she appreciates the fact that hank thought about that because you know if they're in water and something goes crazy and it snaps off she's i don't know what's going yeah. so yeah sure. she's that's it. And TJ? Yeah, uh, the one that Hank got was too functional, uh, so TJ got his own. <laughs> um, okay. It's I, it's it's just standard. He like on a mission like around like Ocean City. Uh, he got Shadow. he got a uh, which one? <laughs> well, Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just of course. saying. They're, they're hey, multiple. Listen, they're multiple. Sam, Sam is originally from Maryland. Yeah. So you got four Marylanders here. There like, we yeah. go. Okay. We, yeah. I was, we know, I was we know just, what's up. Uh, just saying. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a surfing wetsuit, which is wild that they were and are in real life selling those in Ocean City. Uh, oh, so Billabong. Well, yeah. It's, well, <laughs> yes, almost exactly. It's, it's Quicksilver. It's, um, it's uh, it's got like overbranding. The logo is like on a diagonal across the chest and like down <laughs> and to the hip. Ron John Surf Shop too. Not yeah. no, he, he, there's he, he got the free a, boogie board too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Got oh, how many? How many more do you want? Do you want like uh, I got a salty dog cafe hat? Uh, 
Root One Apparel sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Behind. Like, uh, how many references do you want? H two O. Did you get any of the toffee from the uh, candy kitchen? Uh-huh. Candy kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're so, just like oh, completely it? bogged down with like Maryland merch, like, merch, merch from Smuggler's Cove, mini mini golf. Like, and Fisher's popcorn. Yeah. yeah, you're you're there, and you're like, I've been here once. Yeah, like, but you're but you're still like completely decked out. <laughs> I was in here for like an hour. Um, no, um, but yeah, yeah no, but it's 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 just like it's it's one of those. It's like very very sure. like '90s overbranded. Um, uh, just a big a big like big Quicksilver um, wave on the uh, on the chest. Dope. Um, and uh, oh, sorry, and not that it necessarily matters, but just in case there's like fan art people out there, uh, what color is it? Oh, oh, um, so mine, it's it's stri- it's kind of like striped. So there's um, the top portion is black, but then there's a uh, uh, like a a blue stripe, a, a, like a thick diagonal blue stripe, almost kind of like a sash would be. And that's where oh. the logo is. Like it says Quicksilver and then it's got the the wave. And then the rest of it um, is uh, uh, white. So it's black, blue, and white. Cool. That's cool as hell. I like that. Um, and uh, Hank comes back in uh, and he is like still wearing his lab coat, but he has put on a wetsuit as well, like underneath it, just <laughs> in case. Uh, and he straight up looks like an aquabat. It is yeah. like... It is, uh, it is like a full on like blue rash guard, like a really weird, like kind of oversized belt. And then like, you know, like black uh, legs and stuff like that. And he's like, I I hate these things. All right. Well, listen. Hey, hey, Hank. Yeah. Where's your horn? Now, listen, that was back in the nineties. All right. We're clearly all electronic now. No, uh, no, he, uh, he, he's, he goes, ha ha. And just sort of walks on. And then he says, all right, listen, I'm going to be, uh, you know, you know, commandeering the boat. Um, I'm in a suit just in case I need to intervene or anything. Um, but also it's to kind of keep up appearances. I feel like the lab coat and professional garb is not going to make much sense out on a boat. Um, so here is the situation. He pulls it all up on the screen and he says, uh, just off the coast of, of, uh, Virginia beach, Virginia, we got some, we got some sort of like large, you know, heat signature happening a couple miles off the coast here. Uh, and so we're going to go out and we're going to check it out. Uh, we're going to have to dive down. Well, y'all are going to have to dive down. I'll be up top, uh, on the radio and, you know, we're just going to kind of keep an eye out. Uh, we're going in a team of three though, just because you never know, uh, if it's something more than just, you know, maybe some active, you know, heat rock or something. That's not what I meant to say, but you know what I meant? Um, no, you know, uh, we're just going to have to figure that out. So, uh, let's, uh, (laughs) saddle up. Uh, and here is your, uh, equipment that you're going to need. And he hands you, um, a helmet that is kind of unlike anything you've ever seen before. It looks more like a fishbowl, but it has a little bit more of a, um, uh, like it kind of caves in just a little bit more. Uh, and then he also hands you, uh, what looks kind of like a, a normal scuba tank, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of accoutrement for, uh, for like an air tube. Um, <clears throat> it just looks like just like the the tank itself. Um, and he says, "What you got here is you've got a helmet that will fit to your head, and it once you put it on, it will uh, just sort of zoop right up to your to your noggin there, and it will help you. Uh, it'll pull in air 
through the, the the water around it, almost like a an, an exo gill, if you will. And uh, then the tank here is made to look sort of like an air tank, but uh, let me tell you, uh, if you're not too careful, it 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 well. Okay, it's like a jet. That's why I asked if you'd seen Iron Man. You're basically going to be flying, but like underwater. Does that make sense? Cool. You know what I'm talking about? I can do that in any way, but okay. I mean, it's just kind of like, I mean, well, listen, I know that you got powers, but like it's water pressure and air pressure. Very different. All right. So how deep are we going? Uh, Well, and he's, he turns to you right before he walks out the door and he has a sunglasses kind of like on his forehead. He goes, as deep as it gets. Like like, <laughs> right now, um, uh, and he, yeah. So you know, there's a little bit of a traveling montage as everyone gathers around, and maybe like cartoon versions of us in the montage. Like yeah, you gotta ask the people doing the fan us. art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What We're was like, that, Alex? Oh. All right. So you know, basically, what happens is, is this is something that you have experienced. Uh, we've only really ever talked about it, actually with Stephanie and Sam uh, we've never really talked about it with with Alex but um, frequently you find yourselves like talking in a room like with Hank or whatever and like you know kind of like when you're on a long drive and you kind of like space out and suddenly you're like oh my god you know like how long have I been driving without being like really aware of my surroundings you like you feel like you have a very vague recollection of like <clears throat> being in TJ's mom's van. Um, and like at one point you kind of remember like a gas station and like getting snacks and then suddenly, you know, you're in Virginia beach. Um, and it doesn't fully make sense, but you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, no, we've, we've been here before. It's, it is fine. Uh, so you pull up and you know, you park the van very you know, inconspicuously just on the, the main street. Um, as most tourists do. And, uh, like you right all... in the middle of the street. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first you got to wait for the, uh, you, you got to like sit right behind the person who's about to pull out, even if you're not sure they're about to pull and you, out and, and you, you got to like wait 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Then they don't yeah. actually move and then you go down to the next spot and then they leave. Um, so no, so, so we, we, you know, we park and we, we get out, we walk down a, a, a dock. Um, there's a bunch of people out on the beach, you know, out in the water, um, on the sand, making sandcastles, kind of your traditional stuff. But that sounds so nice. We don't have time to stop and get ice cream or, or do any of those things. We're just heading directly beach. for a boat, uh, and it's kind of weirdly wordless. Like there's like no talking. Hank just sort of is walking, and you know, you guys are just sort of kind of keeping up. We're uh, just being. Basically, he's got like a like a cart in front of him with a bunch of like equipment stacked on it. He pushes it up a little ramp, uh, gets onto a boat and, you know, turns it on. And once you're all on, uh, the boat takes off. And uh, there's about, I don't know, let's say there's like maybe five or 10 minutes of driving basically before we're out to the spot in the ocean that we need to be. So uh, do you all talk to each other? You know, how do you all handle this, this boat ride? Um, I'm nearby them, but I'm just kind of looking at the water. Just, I have no idea what's going on, but like one of those zoning out things, you just keep staring down, but I'm nearby them. So it's like, I'm here, but I'm like, not here. Sure. 
I'm I'm like putting my hand in the water doing that thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Buck is uh, j- staring off into the into the middle distance with like a, like a tootsie pop. Gotcha. Yeah, sure, sure. So there's no talking, uh, just as vibing. Yeah, just vibing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, just yeah, exactly, just vibing. Uh, and so <laughs> you pull up, and uh, like you know, you you pull to like the spot that Hank has you know said that we need to go to. You know, you. Every now and then, you know, if you kind of like actually listen, like you hear like almost the stereotypical radar. Like he's got the little green, you know, spinning wheel kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you're now kind of like right over top of it. And he taps it, makes sure everything's good. And he's like, all right, well, um, time to put your exo gill on and yep, get on down there. Uh, there's a calm in your earpiece thing and everything and uh in the earpiece of the thing and uh all right and he just sort of walks away I, uh, I we're two we we're on a boat he he can't walk, go far. Well, it's it's not like a tiny <laughs> boat it's it's big enough I'm that like you know boat. he's no longer at the captain's helm he's going to like where all the equipment is you know what I mean so, well is this like a like a skiff or is it like a paint this boat for me Colin uh well that would take us I way too much should, time. That's I fair. think um, it should but, be painted blue. Sure. Uh what Sam, what is it called? What's stripes. the name what's the name of the boat that we commandeered? Oh, uh Hmm. Virginia Beach. Uh let's let's see. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um uh <laughs> it's called the Scuffer Two, except it's T O O, because that's how people <laughs> sometimes name their boats. Right. And what are we renaming okay. the boat? Something better, <laughs> no. something that doesn't yeah. suck. Scuffer Change the O to also. a W. <laughs> yeah. Scuffer also. Scuffer two also. God, Comma, no. um, etc. Scuffer two electric boogaloo. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, um, so you know you're you're there, and the the signal is strong. It's directly beneath you, um, and. Um, Basically, you know, the, the, the way that this will work is, um, you know, we're going to basically operate as if we, you know, would like on land or whatever. Um, but kind of like with, uh, with any kind of situation, you know, we will have a situation of like any kind of major movement that you want to make, you will have to roll for it to see, you know, if you <laughs> are fast enough or if maybe you're too fast, um, you know, cause all sorts of different things can go wrong with this kind of rocket attached here like yeah, underwater never rocket with attached it before yeah no yeah there was no time you know there was never it thought was, he was gonna necessarily need him but did we watch like a video tutorial at all like where he explains kind yeah, of like at you some know like point, a laser tag yeah before before you go into the water it's one of those things where it's like it looks like a powerpoint presentation it's like the hand-drawn doodle things so and it's like <laughs> Hello, welcome to whatever. But but it's, but it's, it's got like a '90s filter over it, mm-hmm. and yeah. Hank comes in and he's got like a mullet on, and he's wearing flannel. He's and much a younger. Saved by the Bell T-shirt. Well, I don't I Hello. don't think he even knows what that is. But yeah, no, he's he's much younger, and he's like, all right, well, hey, welcome. Uh, it's time for you to put on your shit. I should have come up with a name for this thing. Your. Uh, <laughs> then the boom mic drops down. Yeah, a little bit. And he's like, well, it's time to put on your. And like, it cuts, and it's like. It's like so you've got your tank on your back and it's time to get into the water. And uh I'm 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 getting a slightly away from his voice. Hang on. Listen up, son. All right now. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> He's like, "All right now, listen. You're going to get into the water and uh you're going to have to realize that this thing can go 
fast. I mean, it's unbelievably fast. It's made to outswim sharks. Oh. It's made to outswim really kind of anything in the ocean. And potentially, if you get into a little bit of heat of trouble, potentially something like the Coast Guard. Uh, <laughs> so be careful on the throttle there. And, you know, just know that uh, it can and will explode if you go too fast. Uh, Godspeed and good luck. And that's pretty much all you know, you really got. I mean, like, there's some directions on, like, you know, how, like, you know, in your space, in that space suit, I'm sorry, in your um, like space suit, suit in, in, like, the glove and stuff like that. Essentially, it's just a, a matter of, like, you know, the way that you, when you're swimming, essentially, just sort of, like, the orientation of your hand and stuff like that affects like you know how you turn and how fast you're moving stuff like that oh, it's like it's like doing the indoor skydiving when the people will help you they have to give you hand signals and then they yeah. tell you to yeah that's cool yeah exactly yeah it's like that but you're just doing it underwater um so it's kind of designed to be the same way right um so uh do you just like jump in cannonball dive you know how are you how are you getting in the water i think natalie would be just like climb down the ladder and wait for the other two that is, um. Yeah, TJ is cannonballing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yell cannonball? Nah, nah. He nah, really yells world star. No, nah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's actually it's actually it's it's casual, but it is a cannonball. Sure. <laughs> uh, the Bucks judges the distance from like the boat to the water and like swings his legs over and just like drops in. <laughs> sure. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, and with that, you're off. You so are we, all right. See y'all yeah. next week. Can we all we can all hear each other, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like basically, like your little helmet, yeah, has like should, a little communicator. So, piece question: Can I be like try to contact Hank? Mm-hmm. So, Hank, what are we like looking for exactly? Like, so there's something in the water, but we haven't heard. You didn't really tell us like something's disappearing or just what's going on. Yeah, well, uh, what you're going to find is... Actually, I'm, I'll do that in post if I need to. I don't want to do that here, just in case that's actually super muddy. Um, well, uh, what you're going to find, I think, is that this one's a little harder for me to sort of pinpoint a little bit. You know, when it's on land, it's kind of easier to sort of get a full case of the signal, right? You know, we're using satellites and stuff like that to detect these sorts of things. So we're using this sonar is, now. Yep, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, we're... You know, we got a signal uh, from the satellite and everything like that, but like it's it's weak. But like the thing is that if it's weak, that means there's something happening for it to be able, for that kind of energy to reach a satellite through the ocean means that something's going on. I don't know how big necessarily, but it's got to be big enough for it to be able to, you know, register. Um, we caught it like the second that it happened. So uh, we don't know if it's just, you know, maybe some thermal uh, you know, fluctuations, which it could just very much well be. And at this point, you're just getting kind of like a nice little scuba dive and meeting some Nemos and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it also could be something much worse. Um, in this area, you know, there are sometimes sharks, but like I, a shark obviously can't make this kind of energy. So uh, a megalodon you know, could. Well, those things are extinct. So we're, we're fine. Don't you are worry. They? Yes, in, in, you know, in Megalodon versus, you know, Crocodorus Rex on Sci-Fi, which was actually a documentary, thank you, <laughs> uh, it does die. So you're fine. You watch that? Uh, I that's did, honestly. That's where I think he would, like, hang up. Oh. That's, that's where I think Hank would be like. 
Hank would be like, all right, if you're going to be on the comm, keep it to the mission. And he just, <laughs> uh, just so he's, he's kind of quiet for now. Make conversation. Sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Actually, he does say one more thing. He says, actually, before I forget, you know, again, we don't know how serious it is, but just be careful. All right. The thing is, is that I don't have a lot of you know, experience with sort of underwater creatures or anything like that, but we've certainly fought a few in our time and uh well there's one there's kind of a few reasons why some of the world is considered unexplored it's not that it hasn't been explored it's that some people have not come back just be careful down there don't go too far okay like if you if you hit a point where things are looking bad just we'll reassess there but keep your head on a swivel just keep your wits about you there is some weird stuff down there. Melanie. Hey, Jake. Boy, howdy. Am I just so excited? Uh, okay. What's up? I'm excited for the Scavengers Network Independent Podcast Showcase. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Should be pretty all right. Coming the weekend of May 21st on twitch.tv slash the scavengers network. Yeah. A weekend packed full of shows, videos, and fun from your favorite indie creators. Jake, what the fuck? Check out snipshowcase.com for dates, times, and the lineup. The Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Snipshowcase.com. Why are you like this all the time? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.